Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. I'm surprised that you're still here in this house. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it must be working out for you. Yeah, I'm, but we'll, we'll probably move uh, the end of October. That's an odd time. Well, it's an odd time because I'm thinking about things in terms of a school year. But I guess right. you don't have to. Yeah, I don't have it's to. It's just month by month? Um, or we year, signed, did you come in in October? We came here in last November. Mm, yeah, so end of October, beginning of November. Yeah. Wow. How was that year? I mean, it's not a year yet, but how has your time been here versus <laughs> other places well, in SF? I was thinking it's funny because um, the last time we talked, this was pre-COVID. It was, yeah. 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 So what's happening? Yeah. Last time we recorded the podcast. Yeah. COVID, here's the thing that's, I mean, this uh-huh. this is beating a dead horse, but since we're on the subject, the most upsetting thing about the COVID has been um, yeah. the miscommunication between the science community, mm-hmm. the um, the government, and the public. Mm-hmm. Because um, yeah. I remember early on, uh, somebody was saying, uh, shelter in place means it's the safest for everyone to stay indoors as long as possible right and i thought just intuitively first of all if everyone's indoors then if i go outside no one's going to be outside therefore (laughs) i'll be following the protocol because there's everyone's more than six feet away from me second of all it's easier to be six feet away from someone outside but Uh last my biggest argument was um when you're outside it's like dropping a uh a, a drop of dye in a glass of water versus the ocean. <laughs> sure. When you're outside, it, as far as like fluid dynamics go, if if the if the danger is breathing in particles that someone else breathed out, then being in the ocean is way better than being in the glass of water, because hmm. everyone gets all the droplets in that glass. Sure. But in the ocean, it's, there's so it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's so large yeah. that it's basically infinite. Yeah. So I thought this is pretty crazy that. They're telling people to, that being outside is more dangerous than being inside. And it's then of really course, weird, yeah, because I think actually how COVID spreads is indoors. Yeah, yeah, um, overwhelmingly, yes. So now we know. But, right. But the fact that there's the, these, you know, that it became a political thing and that there was miscommunication from uh, the government and that the scientific community right. could not correct for some of the the miscommunications in real time even though we have the internet that's really the thing i think about when i think of the covid mm, you know, it's like, mm, mm. man we really fucked up like i think people are already skeptical of uh of of experts sure. <laughs> especially in science if you if sure. you don't have a background in it it seems right. like witchcraft but things like this really make it worse yeah yeah because it ultimately is a, a pure biology problem yeah. Hmm. It's not a political problem directly. Right. But we've made it into like a... You can make anything into a political <laughs> problem. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> you can make a, a shoe size into a political problem. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Wasn't it at some point people were saying uh, uh, Trump had tiny hands and that was a political point? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can make anything into a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how's the quarantine been for you? Quarantine's been... Actually, I feel like I've been very creative during this quarantine time. Yeah. Like, um, I've started writing a lot and getting my ideas out. Okay. Actually, yes, on Friday, I released my 10-year plan. Last Friday? This past Friday. Wow. And that's, like, a huge moment for me because, like, I've been writing it since March. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I'm not going to put it out yet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of make excuses and you're like, it's not done yet. Yeah. And um, and someone was like, yeah, you should just release it or just get it out there. And it's yeah. like if no one, no one re- reads it, no one cares. So... What's the, you know, you may as well release it because no yeah. one cares. And just to be, just for, you know, someone who's not familiar, 
the 10-year plan, what is it about, and sure. how do you publish something like that? Where would you even be releasing it? Yeah, the 10-year plan is a comprehensive plan to um, build infrastructure and change the regulations that make it hard to build infrastructure. In San Francisco specifically? Um, it's A lot of it is based around like the problems in SF, but it's not specific. It's more about building infrastructure in the U.S., and is it is there is there an emphasis on transportation? Yes, because I know yes, you, there's a huge yeah. emphasis, especially on rail. Yeah, rail, and then also you've mentioned uh, things about uh, lower income housing or just cheaper housing. Yeah, like affordable housing. Affordable and, housing. Um, yeah, how how do we make it more affordable? Um, obviously, this paper scratches only scratches the surface. Yeah. And so, um, and it talks a lot about like social dynamics as well, like NIMBYs and how to. What's NIMBY? NIMBY is uh, not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable attitude, by the way. I mean, it's human yeah. nature to not want bad shit to, or stuff you don't like sure. happening close to you. Yeah, but I understand it, it. But the macro effect is huge is yeah. Huge, yeah it is huge um and when you kind of consider the broader context it hurts people and uh more than you would think yeah so how do you publish a plan like that yeah so i wrote it in notion and i think right. i've told you about notion right, it's like right. a really easy note-taking software um so i literally just wrote it in the document and then you can just share a link mm. And who is in the intended audience? This audience is intended to be everyone. It's meant to break down the uh, barriers in a way that everyone can understand. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting because on one hand, not everyone has has the background to even, to even be aware yeah. of what the issues are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But on the other hand, there's got to be some kind of connecting fiber so that people can learn it. Right. Just to learn right. the basics. Yeah, exactly. To know, exactly. like, hey, these are the problems, and then here's what needs to be done, and then how to get it done, maybe only the lawyers know or only the contractors know. Yeah. But, like, people should be basically aware of... Of the what Things needs like to infrastructure happen. and housing. Yeah, exactly. Because that affects everyone. Yeah, yeah, it affects everyone. Hmm. Yeah, so now what? At, now that it's published, what first do of I all, do? First of all, yeah. before that, sometimes a lot of people have trouble finding the, um, the end point. Because end you, point. you, you mm. can always make something more precise. You can always improve it. Mm-hmm. So how do you know when it's done? How do you know when it's like, this is good enough, you know? Well at, at what point do you feel like, okay... I can I can put it out now. It has everything um, it needs. I basically like took a lot of things out, hmm. and I think that really helped it get to the finish line, or yeah. at least the starting point. I think of it as the starting point. Yeah, the beginnings of what could be like a influential paper. Yeah, I agree with that. Because really good papers sometimes what you have to do is build a. Just build the foundation. Right, And then right. once, once that's solidified, then you can build on top of it. Yeah, that. I think of this as a foundation uh, yeah. to build on top of. And everything that I'll work on in the future, or everything of my own that I'll work on in the future, will be connected to the 2030 vision. Yeah. For the next 10 years at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You kind of locked yourself into that one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad to be locked in because a lot of people are, you know, especially now with corn or just like COVID has turned everything upside down and people don't know what to do. Yeah. And so that's why I've actually released this plan. It's meant to be a blueprint for the future. Mm. COVID might have helped. I think, yeah, I think it as helped. Far as, yeah. as far as like opening people's mind to the possibility of living radically different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because if everything's going smoothly the way things are, then right, why change anything? Right, people accept 
what is normal yeah. is okay, and I don't. I think normal is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's especially it's, in California. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, um, I haven't had the true COVID experience because I uh, am working in a central job, which right, is in the right. energy You're industry. An essential yeah, so worker. for me, I mean, almost nothing has changed work-wise except, right. like, I was already. I was already going in at midnight and I was by myself from midnight to 8 a.m. pretty much every weekend for the last year. Yeah. So social distancing, there's nobody in the building. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. The only thing that changes, I hit my hands with some, uh, you know, Lysol or whatever, hand sanitizer before I yeah, leave and sure. when I get in the room and when I'm doing the little exchange. Cause, uh, uh, so what the job is, is we control power plants. And we yeah. each have, like, eight-hour shifts. Right. So each time you hand it off to the next person, mm-hmm. like, there might be a plant running or there might be a plant that's about to start or about to shut sure. down. or So you just basically give them a rundown of everything that happened on your shift. Yeah. And anything yeah. important, like, hey, watch the, the water meter because it's sure. been acting finicky. You yeah, know, Make totally. sure the ammonia doesn't leak on this one. It's been weird uh-huh. lately. So uh, we have a little five-minute chat. And the only thing that's changed COVID-wise is now we do that, but we're wearing masks. Right, right. <laughs> how has, how is like, power changed during COVID? Do you know what really changed it? Yeah. What the, is The heat wave and the fires. That's mm. changed it more than anything else. Oh, interesting. Yeah, when there was a heat wave, we the plants were running 24-7. Four pow- full power, right? Full power the whole time. I wow. mean, it was insane. Wow. And And now since the fires... None of them are running, which is makes it easier for us. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We just go Damn. in there. You know, the food got better. There's food at my job. Oh, we got, nice. We improved for some reason during the COVID. They started caring more about the. Well, normally they would shop for the whole building. Right. Now they're just shopping for the people who work the job that I work, the operations people. Cause we're oh, the, interesting. We're the huh? only ones who can't work remotely. Right, right. Which is ironic because it is remote, but like... We go to a Sacramento office to operate plants in Fresno and San Diego. And like, oh, so it is wow. remote, huh. but it's not from home. Yeah. It's from the office. Yeah. Whereas like the engineers who like, you know, do the control systems for these uh, softwares and stuff like that, they could just work from home. Really? So, so, huh. so all the food in the fridge is now just for us. And nice. now they, for some reason, it's just better. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Just because I guess because we're working during the COVID, I don't know. Hopefully, it stays this way. Yeah, I hope so too. Hmm. But, but yeah, hmm. for me, and also I've I've been riding a motorcycle. It's in the shop right now, but um, I've been riding a motorcycle, so it's super cheap. It's always been super cheap for me to travel. Sure. So um, that you know that didn't change during the COVID. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, uh, but. Yeah, my, my quality of life definitely went up because I started making music aggressively during yeah. the COVID. Whereas yeah, before, exactly, I was writing the right? math paper, you know, and, and, that, right. and that was a very solitary thing. And I pretty much did finish that in like March. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, it's just been all music and music is extremely social. And it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool to have an end product that's like, it's pleasing and to listen to and it doesn't take any effort to listen to music mm. whereas reading a paper you kind of have to focus and pay attention right music right. you can you can kind of program it so that everything is subtle and everything just fits yeah and it, it's yeah. it's effortless to consume for sure hmm. so yeah being able to work has been really nice being able to travel at least on my motorcycle i went camping too oh cool yeah that was really cool nice that's <laughs> um, awesome with that same uh, hip hop group. Yeah. So I have my like new ambitious project. Really? Yeah. And it's not finishing up the ten year plan. No, the ten year plan was like the the base of it. Okay. It was like the foundation. Yeah. I want to build a private metro system. Okay. Metro system, private. Private as in. Like only some people. Privately get, owned. Privately owned. Okay, so so from the perspective of the not person like riding, only only a select few can ride it. No, I don't mean that at all. I mean that yeah, it seems to be the opposite of your ten year Yeah, exactly, there. right. Um, 
It's, yeah, privately owned. Huh. So, yeah, if, if I'm paying to get on the train, I wouldn't notice. No, you wouldn't notice. It. I would just have a fee that I pay. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like a simple, small fee that you pay to get on board, and, yeah, you're on. Do you think for large-scale projects it's better to have them private or uh, public? I think there's there can be a good mix. So, like, What's the benefit of the public side? Because I only really see the benefit of the private side as an outsider. Looking sure. In. Well, I mean, Which you is know, efficiency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, private system can be more efficient. They want to have, make the best thing. They don't want to be slow or luggy right. or sloppy They don't want to deal way. with bureaucracy yeah. or anything like that. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's part of the benefit. What is the benefit of the public side? I mean, well, you need right-of-ways and all that kind of stuff. And you need to change regulation to make it happen. So, obviously, you know, there will be some, like, public involvement in this project. So it might be smoother to get through the public involvement sides if you're public from the jump or if you have a public interest from the jump or a public piece in the pie or whatever hand yeah, in the I mean, I f- <laughs> jar. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they'll definitely want some piece of it. Yeah. And so so a good example of, like, how does this work in, in the real world is, like, Hong Kong's MTR, mm. which is, like, a private company but, like, publicly owned, sort of. Yeah. Or the government is the majority stakeholder, something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is. Yeah, it's very interesting how the majority stakeholder thing works. So is it 51% and now you get to make the most decisions or something, you own it? Um, yeah, I mean, like how it would work here. Yeah. Like, um, we're still figuring, it's still like a very early stages of this idea but um yeah so there's a lot of kinks to work out hmm. i wonder if 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 um, it's possible to officially own a podcast or own music in that same way like oh i own 51 percent of the masters mm. Mm. <laughs> i own 51 but whatever the well, rights I mean, are for there podcasts. are like recording companies are rights. right there are recording companies so they probably yeah have that that structure figured out sure yeah but this um well it actually has been done before in the u.s um back in the 1900s (laughs) so it's been a while but and it actually does exist today um called brightline in south florida is a private railroad really yeah that owns the track and yeah is it good? Is it any good? Um, it, it'll get you there. It'll get you from uh, West Palm Beach to Miami in like an hour or two. Hmm. It's not like high-speed rail, but it's like a commuter rail. Yeah. Why doesn't everyone build high-speed rails? It's a great question. Well, I mean, it's like bureaucratic red tape. That's why. There are a lot of projects that already are in the in development phase or in the like bureaucratic red tape phase. Um, and yeah, that's like the main holder. Hmm. Yeah, I, it seems like what we should be doing is if any human anywhere, if any group of people creates a better system for doing something, everyone should just adopt that. Yeah, for sure. And so we want to pioneer this model um, of private railroads Hmm. as similar to how they used to be. Yeah. And they can be very profitable, too. Uh, Hong Kong's MTR is like the... was recognized as the best railway in the world. Really? Yeah. It makes like... It has a fare box recovery ratio of like 160-something percent. What is that? Which means how much they recover from fares. Mm. So can they make a profit off of fares? 
And the answer is yes, even while being very cheap. Wow. And will they also, do they have a culture of cars, of, of driving at all? In Hong Kong? Yeah. A, a tiny bit, but it's like, yeah. I mean, Hong Kong is so dense that it's like, it's not very practical to drive. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the biggest barrier in the U.S. is that having a car is such a sexy thing. It's considered such a fucking... Yeah, sure. It's, it's a part of being an adult, um, emotionally. At least, yeah, at least how we uh, consider it. I mean... I mean, in some places, that's not the case. Yeah, but so it's, I... It's here, and I think California is one of those places where it is the case. Sure, sure. And so I grew up in New York, so it was very different. Yeah. For me, like, being on the subway alone was, like, freedom. Yeah. Oh. And it's not practical to drive a car in New York, so. Yeah. But New York got hit with the COVID. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's, maybe that's an argument against trains that people. Sure. I <laughs> mean, I know a lot of people have used that. As if there's a contagion, a train is more effective vector than a bunch of people in a car. Yeah, but think about it like post-COVID, right? What are we going to do after COVID? That's yeah. what I'm trying to think about. That's true. And that's like what my 10-year plan is focused on. Yeah. What about after COVID? What do we do after this whole like pandemic is over? Well, one thing that's very interesting about that is that pandemics are guaranteed. It's just a matter of when. And, and, the, sure. and you know, the one that you have might not even be all that bad compared to the possibilities uh, that are out there, but sure. a lot of people are like, "This really isn't the one we should be freaking out about." Hmm. As far as how bad things could really get, you know, there's certain properties of of the virus that aren't really all that bad. Yeah, totally. Or at least not as bad as it could be. I mean, nothing. I mean, unless it's the worst one. Well, I it's hope. Gonna be as I bad hope as it it's not be, but, like yeah. the Black Plague. No, that it's not the Black Plague. Swept across Europe. The this one doesn't even seem to affect kids that much. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. So, <laughs> no, it's not the fucking black plague. We know that. And we also know being outside isn't, you know, the worst idea. It's actually good for your health. And yeah, being healthy sure. is one of the best things that you can do. Right, right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, it's been a creative period for me as well. But um, I'm, I've been thinking... Uh, so I, I feel like this week I'm finishing up, like this week to come, I'm finishing up a lot of hip-hop stuff because nice. the house that I've been staying at where we've been making music, they're leaving on the 30th. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So we're basically like, hey, re-record everything you're going to re-record, like get all your stuff figured out that where you need to physically be present because after right. this, it's probably going to be mixing and mastering from this point out and then just putting it on Spotify. Sure, sure. Whatever we already Yeah, have. I'm excited to uh, put it on my Spotify playlist. Yeah. Well, what you should put on your playlist is my solo album, which is not Weak Sheep. Weak Sheep is kind of like a 10-minute thing, uh-huh. but my solo album's like 30 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... That's it. Everything I've learned in the, uh, in the group, I'm reapplying to the solo album, including the... Um, the mixing and mastering techniques. Yeah, that so it was already sick. done. It was done like in for the most part. I added one new song, quote unquote song. Yeah. It was done like back in March. Mm-hmm. But now that oh, okay. I've been doing so much music shit, I'm like, oh wait, there's actually a lot I can still add to this. Sure. So yeah. I've been just piecing it together kind of after the fact. Right. Some of it's right. anyhow. What I wanted to say is I'm also starting a new project. <laughs> Oh, yeah? What <laughs> yeah. is your project? And this one is um, writing. I want I want to just write philosophy. I just want to write That's ideas. Sick. I love yeah. ideas, and I want to write them out in a comprehensible form. I've been doing it in so many forms that are like, sometimes poetry is confusing. Sure. Definitely all the time math is confusing, mm-hmm. even though it's precise and better and great yeah. and wonderful. It's confusing to most people. So I want to just write basic philosophy stuff, maybe in a poetic way, some yeah. of the time. But I just want to write out clean ideas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I can do that, you know, to finish off this year, I think I can come up. I think 
the chops that I have been building up in other disciplines will translate into writing. Right. Mm. I, like, I feel like I'm at a creative height. Yeah, you know? that's So sick. if I tried it now, I think it would be a better product than if I would have tried it in the past. So I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, for sure. But I only have a couple of ideas. And the, mm. the main three, if I can remember all three, I'll just know the name the ones I remember. One of them is thoughts on um, communication. Mm. Yeah. An- another one is thoughts on uh, cultures. Specifically, what are they? So I think, yeah. and, and that one might be a little bit mathy, but mm-hmm. I can do it without getting into anything crazy. But sure. like, I, I have a hunch that it's possible for individuals to have culture in a coherent way, in a way mm-hmm. that's not a word game, that in a way that's actually meaningful and tangible. Yeah, yeah. But, but I haven't worked it out. So that's something that I would consider a philosophical thing that I want to write because it's about the nature of something. Sure. It's about thinking about the nature of something as deeply as I can and then trying to express that. Right. Hmm. Uh, there was one more, but I can't remember. That's really I think it was sex related. I think it was communication, culture, and something sex related. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> but if I could write something coherent, I don't care how long it is. I don't care, you know, maybe a couple of math references mm-hmm. just for the fuck of it, you know. But, like, I think that would be the next satisfying thing for me to do. As well as become a student again in community yeah, college. Yeah, for sure. And all those come from the same state of mind. Instead of like the wild state of mind, they come from the more focused state of mind, mm-hmm. um, which I call the chef of X state of mind. That's what I was trying to say in that clip in Weak Sheep. Yeah. Versus the red chef is more of the creative but chaotic. The chef of X is creative but methodical and conservative. Sure. And sure. Uh, I feel like every time I accomplish something in one mindset i want to immediately switch over to the other Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of this hip-hop stuff is really really heavy red chef type of satisfaction right but i also crave now just really clean ideas yeah you know working Mm. on something and i would consider your 10-year plan more in the Chef of X range, where it's Yeah, just I feel more... like you would enjoy it a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've already sent me a link up before, but I you think should I send have, me another one. But yeah, I'll send it again. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 there, there's, there's something pleasing about um, having a clean breakdown of something that's difficult. And then yeah, it's suddenly this is... not difficult anymore. Yeah. And... I'll put this out to the world because I'm looking for people to help with this. Um, I'd I'd love, like, a graphic designer um, who can, like, sketch out these complicated, hard-to-understand, like, concepts. Yeah. Um, Because if, like, I have someone who can design and, like, architect a rendering of like the private metro system as well yeah um that would be insane like this would like explode i think it would like get a lot of interest yeah that's something i spend a lot of time thinking about is like when you have ideas how do you get to the first prototype yeah yeah. and like there was a a steve (laughs) jobs quote which is like he plays the orchestra Right. And certain people play instruments, but you, I think you have to learn the skill of playing the orchestra in order to get talented people to want to work with you, you know? Right. But I think for certain types of uh, ambitious tasks, that's the only way you can get a prototype. Unfortunately, is if you have, like, some of the best people, not, well, if you have some skilled people working with you. Whereas, yeah. like, for a hip-hop idea... You can make a prototype by writing it. You don't need any help. Yeah, you know, exactly. The prototype's done as soon as you write yeah. it out. But the bigger and more complex the idea is, the more you need, like, man, the prototype... You need real will have, people it, it, to help you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's meaty just to get the prototype, not even the real thing, just to get the, the first rendering takes exactly. a real team of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, that's why I've, like... Um, what, what was I thinking of saying? Um, yeah, that's why it's like you can't do this on your own. No. You know? Do, you, do you, you use, uh, like, uh, recruitment tools to recruit people with specific skills? Like, I think Fiverr is one of them or something. TaskRabbit? I could do that, huh? But you'd have to have the moolah. Yeah, and I'd have to pay them, too. 
Um, I mean, I've been using Twitter. Yeah. Like, Twitter's pretty effective at finding, like, people that could work on this. Um, like, putting out my 10-year plan is kind of, like, a first to, like, yeah. get people interested. And, yeah. like, um, yeah, and I bought a domain as well, so I have, like, a website up. Okay. How do you build it? From scratch or you use Squarespace? I built it from it? scratch. Yeah. I mean, I could have used, like, Squarespace, but I, I know how to build it myself. Yeah. That's good. And I have an email as well, so... Here, I'll read the uh, website motto. Well, I already know it. It's building infrastructure to enable humans to thrive. Hmm. Yeah. Building infrastructure. And so it's called... The company is called Promontory Industries, named mm -hmm. after Promontory Point, where the transcontinental railroads met. Mm. Promontory Point? Yeah. Huh. Where was that? What, what state that was, was that? That was in Utah. Utah, huh. Okay. Historical. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It means a lot in the... Yeah, in the world of transportation and infrastructure. It was a huge uh, achievement. Hmm. Wow. Well, there's SketchUp. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've. Uh, I'll. Uh, I guess I'll just learn how to use SketchUp or Blender or something. Blender. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that might be a way to do it. Is yeah, exactly. Maybe you right? recruit the good CAD person by showing them bad CAD. Mmm. And say, yeah, basically this, and they're like, ah, I could do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, huh? Yeah, I think that's a great way of doing it. I mean, I've, I found like a tutorial on how to build like a train yeah. 3D model. Okay. So maybe I'll just follow through with that and like, but uh, it's just hard to like be creative with it if you're just getting started. It is, thing, you, you know, and it's basics. like, yeah, and I mean, I have, like, other images that are, like, different renderings from different agencies, but it's not the same as, like, your own. Why not start a startup? And that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm in the, the process way. of yeah, doing, yeah. Because yeah. I think people might and be And I have, like, a pitch deck, too, so... Okay. I've, like, shown it to people, and people are like, where's the first prototype? I'm like, well, the prototype is the renderings and the the regulation, the new regulation. Mm. That's what I consider the prototype. Yeah. Because how, how the fuck are you supposed to, like, prototype a train? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, are you going to dig a hole in the ground? And, like, it's just not possible. <laughs> it's not legal. You could go the Photoshop route, too. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, I could do, like, a Photoshop. Yeah, just the pictures. Yeah, and that's what I want to do. So I've been in touch with an architect and trying to convince him to work on my projects. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give him some percentage of the company, be a co-founder Yeah, exactly. With yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I think that's the incentive that you can give is not so much the money, but that right, it has the potential yeah, to grow and you can fuck, be a part yeah, of it. But yeah. I'm not totally broke, but you know, it's like SF is expensive yeah. and it's like these crepes cost money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's one of the things that drives me toward the arts. Is that it really, in a lot of the arts, you really can do a lot of it yourself. Yeah, I feel like this is somewhat of an art. It is It's an just art. like a really hard fucking art. It involves a lot of engineering. Yeah, exactly. To get it done. I mean, yeah. they got to engineer the paintbrush first before you can paint with it. Right, <laughs> it right. It turns out it's a, it's very capital-intensive, labor-intensive to make yeah, that totally, paintbrush. Yeah, totally, totally. Um... Yeah, I think this can really solve a lot of, like, modern problems. Yeah. This railway. It's, like, more of, like, a catalyst to solve big problems. Hmm. 
What do you think of planes the way they are now? Planes? Yeah. How would you improve them? Um, well, there are people working on, like, supersonic planes. and Faster? Yeah. yeah. What about more people per plane? Because mm, mm, you the need upper bigger limit? runways. That's kind oh, of the, the big problem. Runways, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the limiting factor. But if they could vertically lift off, oh, man. I was actually, well, I'm, I wasn't thinking of that, but I was thinking of, like, what if you, like, stacked multiple landing strips on top of each other? So it's oh. like a skyscraper. Of landing strips. Of, of yeah, of a runway. Of runways. So if you land, you might not be landing on the ground. <laughs> you might. <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely the problem of crashing into the... I'm going to jump to the restroom real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the same. Yes, landing strips. Yeah, uh, so I believe like the future is vertical. That so right because we were talking about railways. So I said, okay, what do you think about a different planes, transportation yeah, thing? Planes. planes, yeah. You're talking about planes. I mean, um, we already have pretty intense quadcopters, and and hmm. and hexacopters or whatever it's called. You yeah, know, multiple things. I mean, that seems like. It could be a threat. I, I think I've heard of uh, some companies like Uber using those to transport people. Well, yeah, they're trying to build like... We're trying uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be the same as planes, right? Yeah, I mean... It's a completely different height, different amounts of mass you're moving. Right. Might not scale up that way. Sure. Yeah, so I believe the future is vertical. Yeah. That for the past, like, you know, 50 years, we've sprawled out, outwards, instead of upwards. There's so much space upward. And, yeah, exactly. And to be fair, we have gone upward in corporate buildings and, like, Yeah, and office buildings and, and concentrated, like, downtown districts. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Some people are uncomfortable with that, though. With skyscrapers? Yeah, for living, yeah. Yeah, what do you think is uncomfortable? I think it's good. I think it's good to be in those skyscrapers. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, so... So my ideas are, like, every building would have, like, reflective mirrors at the top of the buildings to bring in natural light. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good idea. As long as there's nothing, you know, bird droppings or whatever. Sure, <laughs> yeah, nobody sure. Nobody throws a rock from up there. Yeah, totally. Hmm. What about natural lighting on the trains? Yeah, I mean, the stations could have natural light because... So the buildings around will be connected to the train stations? Yeah. Hmm. Above ground or below ground? Um, For the train. Yeah, it really depends on location. Hmm. So, like, Angiri Boulevard is where I want to propose the first place. Um, it would probably go below ground. The first station. Yeah, the first railway. Hmm. Yeah, because when, when you're building a railway, it can't... I guess you kind of have to build the whole way, right? Or, like, you have to have a section where people could travel from one place to another. If you just build one station and then another station... 
Yeah, you had to build like a full rail line for yeah, it to be kind useful. Kind of at one, yeah. Kind right? of at once and then maybe extend it. Hmm. Either way. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Geary Boulevard's had like a history. It was. We had like private streetcar networks running along the. along Geary. Um, yeah. And then. It was part of the original BART plans to have a rail line along Geary Boulevard, so in SF. So it's, like, had some historical context, but... Mm. And they're trying, or they're supposedly constructing a BRT line, but it's kind of been stalled because of, like, legal delays and bureaucratic delays, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And so our vision is to actually change the bureaucratic laws to make it a lot easier to build. The, the laws really are a part of your prototype, it seems. Yeah, exactly. Because if you can't get those laws changed, there is no... There is the no rendering. railway. Yeah. At least not a, a cheap, fast, and affordable railway. How do you change the law? Well, I think you start with the, like, neighborhood groups and merchant groups, and you get them on board first before going to, like, the government for Mm. approvals. And you definitely have to deal with a lot of different agencies and uh, levels of government. That might be the better person to have on your team. Is the person who knows how to navigate. Yeah, so I want a policy expert. Okay. So I've talked to one, and he seemed interested, but we haven't... I I just had to call him. Hmm. Yeah. Changing the law. What is the law that you have to change? Yeah, so a lot of laws that had to change... (laughs) Less red tape. The law Less. that says, we need red tape, erase that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, good. So, Let's yeah. So, every project in California has to go under an environmental review. Okay. And this sounds great, right? It's like, you know, it'll keep them, hopefully it'll... Accountable to the environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but in reality, it's actually just put up more red tape for projects that are environmentally friendly, like nuclear power Mm. um, and like railways or bus rapid transit. And in addition, it kind of, some of the like factors that are in environmental study include uh, wind loads or birds or like noise factors, things that like maybe aren't, really about the environment. Hmm. Yeah. How how does how let's say that they're the um the government agency. Uh their job is to determine whether or not the project is environmentally compliant. I don't know. Sure. If they don't do the full scan yeah. Then, then how do how do they know that it is environmentally compliant? Yeah. So one of the parts of like this is there some other system that would be better than the one they're using that could tell them the same information? Well, it's not like we want to get rid of the entire thing. Yeah. It's what, that we want to simplify it. Okay. Um. So part of the project includes nuclear power, mm. which is pretty much the most reliable, like carbon-free, yeah, power option in the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that will definitely help the environment by providing reliable power to the entire system. Yeah. Including the housing. Um, and it takes cars off the road, so the less people are driving, the less obviously it's like, you know. <laughs> How does it take cars off the road? Well. Oh, oh the train takes the cars train off. The train takes cars off the road. Not the nuclear power plant. Yeah, yeah. 
the train takes. So if when you consider all when you these, consider the, I got you, I got you. When you consider all of these projects together in one in review, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. When you try you to mean. like break them up into different pieces. Yeah. And consider them on their own. Yeah. It's not going to make any sense. I see what you mean. Right. The total so, the total environmental impact isn't actually being measured. Yeah, Instead, exactly. It's it's checking boxes. And if one of those boxes fails, they don't consider the fact that you've actually overcompensated in another area. Yeah, but the exactly. The project by nature so, is helping the environment. Yeah, so yeah. for example, like the California high speed rail, every section of it has to go under environmental review. Hmm. Not Rather the entire the project, project, right? Yeah. You would think like Oh, they do one for the entire project. <laughs> False. They do them for per sections. Yeah. That's why it's a lot easier to build in, like, Central Valley because, oh, yeah, there are no environmental impacts. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is, this is the type of thing that I mean when I say sheep. That it's actually not well thought out. Yeah, exactly. It's actually just I not think well it had good in, It had good intentions. Yeah. Like when it started <laughs> off in the 70s. Um, so there are other legal hurdles we want to change, like zoning. So what is zoning? Zoning is what determines where something goes so it determines what is built yeah and who can live there yeah wow what else so you want to completely abolish zoning no no Change we want to rechange we want to like redefine it yeah Still we want to like have because obviously like you don't want, like, shacks, people living in, like, or in Hong Kong, they live in, like, cages. You don't want people living in cages, right? Right. So, we want, like, a bare minimum zoning that, like, defines, but zoning today is very restrictive in that it's, like, most zoning is, like, one house per acre or per lot. Maybe not per acre, but per, <laughs> per like, space. Um, and so we want to, like, reduce the amount of space that's needed to some minimum lot size mm -hmm. is what it's called. And then we want to increase height limits. Mm. And then um, get rid of parking requirements. What, what do you mean, the parking requirements? Yeah, so... Um, Zoning requires, a lot of zoning requires, like, you have minimum amount of parking spaces hmm. in a building, which is why you go to, like, Sacramento or something, and you see, like, these buildings with, like, this giant parking lot, yeah. right? So that's a, that's not, like, a natural thing, right? Right. It's not just like, oh, well, we just wanted to build so much parking that, it just happened. But it's actually, like, a function of government laws and regulations. Yeah. Huh. What would be the alternative to that, though? Yeah, it's like a fast, Because you can't really... I feel like you can't expand parking lots once they're integrated into the city, you know? Sure. Well, that's why we have a subway. Yeah. That's why you the private railway, yeah. you yeah. don't need to drive yeah. if there's, like, a cheap and efficient option. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You can't... They consider whether or not you're disturbing the birds, but you can't consider whether or not the project as a whole will impact the environment in a positive way. Yeah, and, it has or, to and be... And what's even worse is it seems like there's no unit of measurement for that. So you can't even mm. have a sense of magnitude. Hmm. Yeah, what do you mean? What I mean is if you take 10 cars off the road versus if you take 10 million cars off the road, 
it seems like the current system wouldn't even be able to acknowledge right. that you had a greater right. impact by taking 10 million cars off the road. Yeah, it can't, it can't really, it like, can't calculate that. fathom it. All they can fathom is you disturb those birds. Right. We know or it's you've like, done this, so. Yeah, or it's like, this is going to add, this housing is going to add more traffic. Yeah. Right? That's, like, the common saying. It's certainly going to add more traffic. If, if if all these other things stay steady state. Right, exactly. But, but, but if it's kind of like an ecosystem and a lot of things exactly. change, then it might not. We want to create like an ecosystem. Well, the of, cities are already ecosystems. They are, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was talking to... I think to, they can uh, be a better ecosystem, though. It would be. Uh, I was talking to this architecture student, and she was saying... Um, oh, really? Yeah, she was saying the, the less... Uh, roads you have in the city the better yeah exactly (laughs) can you introduce me to her (laughs) yeah i think so yeah she's moving out this week though so it's got to be soon okay well yeah (laughs) does she want to work on the metrics maybe maybe yeah seriously uh please please do reach out to her all right for me because that would be amazing all right yeah, she is. Because uh, you, you know, like, college students. and Yes, I do. That's true. I know. And those people one. are, like, perfect to work on this project. <laughs> yeah, you should visit the colleges. I should. Local school. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. And just, I don't know how you would do it, though. As yeah, a I don't have manager, a car. That's how you could do it. Huh? As a startup guy, that's how you do it. You just right. organize it with the architecture. And you pitch. Yeah, with their, with their society. Architecture Society Club of Oh really? Happiness. There's a club? There's probably a club. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get into your Steve Jobs bag, man. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> to play the orchestra. <laughs> yeah, there's a club. There's always a club. There's always a group. Is, always is a Davis uh, all online now? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they are offering some stuff in person. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But for the most part, they're online. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. This is going to be the craziest, like, freshman class. I know. I've been <laughs> thinking a lot about, like, that kind of sucks or at least because. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. We're most repressed, so probably most crazy. Yeah, no I mean, parties. no parties, right? So there's probably just like, what are you in supposed to do as like a, especially like a high school or college student right now? Yeah, like that sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real. There are parties. <laughs> oh yeah, there there will be parties will whether be parties. or not there like they're allowed. Exactly, and the thing is, the few that are going to happen are going to be outrageous. Outrageous, because it's exactly. Like all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man, that's hilarious. That's just you know, regardless of how they zone it out, that's human nature. For sure. Yeah, I can only ima- God, I can only imagine what those parties would be like. Yeah, they would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? I was thinking of doing some podcasts, uh, getting like a gazebo or something, not a gazebo, like one of those canopy things, Mm -hmm. and doing them outdoors. Yeah. I don't know how that'll work out with the quarantine. It might be better. Mm. But like to just be out there more, you know? Yeah. In addition to trying to do other people's. To just do mine in a way that's more inclusive to people who don't know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Maybe that'll be where the freshmen can go. Gotcha. They can come to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Zoom University? Zoom? Me? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, re- I, I, I always figured that I would like online classes, but... I like them. I don't mind. I don't. Okay. And you know what? For me, the worst thing about online classes is Zoom. Is when they want you to like, okay, I want to see your face every day. Right. To me, that's the worst part of it. I'd rather just turn record off the, the lecture. Camera. I'll listen to it twice the speed, and then just do the homework. Sure. Sure. I don't sure. want to look at anybody. I don't want to. You know. <laughs> I'm that's good. interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like people are going to miss out on the, like, the co- quote-unquote college experience. No, they're not going to miss out. What do out. you think? I don't think they're going to miss out at all. <laughs> 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 I think they'll figure everything out on their own. Sure. Yeah. I, did you hear that, like, 20% of Harvard's class deferred? No. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I mean, why go? Yeah, exactly. What's the point? What's the point if it's all online? <laughs> but yeah. at the same time it's like where can you actually go where can you go I mean community college is the spot now meaning like you can't travel or anything you, you can still go camping you can True. still travel you can travel within risk, the US I mean, yeah that's I mean but you can't go like oh I'm going to Europe or no, blah 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 it won't <laughs> let you in you're going to be quarantined <laughs> for two weeks yeah yeah that's not a good move for you yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think people will figure out something. You know, people yeah. have little outdoor powwows in Davis. Lots gotcha. of people at the parks. Lots of people go on walks. Oh, nice, nice. You can do some stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you want to? Yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap things wrap up. Wrap up. With the most important question the most important in the question universe. In the what universe. is it? Pentagon or hexagon? Ah, hmm, pentagon. That's right. Sweet. <laughs> Good chatting, man. Good chat. Chef, 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 chef set, chef set. Hey, uh, strawberry, blueberry. Strawberry, blueberry. One berry, two berry. One berry, two berry. That's a snack, blackberry. Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? Bucket naked doing mathematics. Hey, dynamic, I don't mind static. Hey, can't deny it, I might die tonight. Hey, every rainbow's just white light. Uh. Keep my toppings on top of Helicopters, helicopter Draw the whole lot, cartographer Think about dots, philosopher Check the bars with a barometer Not a day without chefing, that's negligence Don't trust what I say, check the evidence It all depends on the mold you were shaped in What you make from the leaves that you break in Either you get it or you don't Either it's burnt bread or it's toast Either a wavelength or a note Either a joke or a real quote Either use it or lose your vote Strawberry, blueberry One berry, two berry That's a snack, blackberry Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? Not the most musical, more Dr. Seussical All my work's useless, I keep my dick usable I'm a nuisance, the proof's in the juices Finish all your trig and your sig fig mutants She smoked that estrogen and progesterone Threw it in the vape, took it to the dome Fuck it, I might hit the testosterone Chef's cut, dopamine with some melatonin I can't tame it if it's too tame I can't name it, it's a new name Left right when the life came Every night play the dice game Draw the line through the right planes Is it mean if I don't mean it? What's a fucking mean mean to a deviant? And not to diss you, but you stop chefing I don't miss you, I have no tissue Strawberry, blueberry One berry, two berry that's a snack, blackberry. Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? I keep it one more than a thousand. I see these sheep charged up, keep it rounded. Somebody show these where the pound is. I think the kitchen's getting crowded. Same place, different state. Same shit the chefs love, the sheep taste. My beats in a briefcase. Never cheap with the beefsteak. Nothing free in that sweepstake. I think they're locked into the optics. I'm like the opposite. I'm like their compliment. 
I'd rather say a lot with a little. Sold the violin, got a fiddle. If you don't experiment, you don't walk. You want to talk? Are you really about the chalk? Then please shut the fuck up. Enough is enough. Sheep ass arguments get your tongue cut. Strawberry, blueberry. One berry, two berry. That's a snack, blackberry. Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? 